There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode four of season four of Channel Zero, The Drinker. <laughs> yeah. This is getting so weird. Oh, my God. It is so good, though. And I I don't know. I'm really liking the fact that it is all of these seasons are only six episodes because when they get really messed up, it's like, OK, they're going to complete it and I'll know what's happening and just another two episodes or whatever yeah <laughs> because this one there was definitely like a part like all of a sudden i'm going hey wait a second yeah what the is, is this and then it is and it's like oh god yeah yeah, yeah so definitely uh, a turn for the weird right okay so before we jump into all that why don't you jump in with the ratings news all right, episode two brought in a 0.06 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.324 million viewers, making it the 114th rated cable show for the day. And episode three brought in a 0.10 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.273 million viewers, making it the 74th rated cable show for the day. I know a lot of people have been watching since it's aired. Right. And... Because they aired it all six days in a row. Yep. So it was really interesting just seeing people talk about it after the fact. Because, you know, a lot of people had work and then Halloween, Halloween parties, and people are catching up. And everything I've seen is saying that this was like the best season yet. Right. So I love it. And I even seen Nick and Tasca, who was tweeting about some of the stuff from the show. He did something on Reddit, I believe. I don't know if that's something you can go back and look at or not, but he was answering questions and he thought this was like a really good season too. Obviously, he's a producer, so he's going to say that. Yeah. But I think at some point when you're like, oh my God, this one was so messed up. It was the best ever. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I sound really strange describing it. I cannot describe this show to anybody who's not watched at least one season. Right. Because I'm like, right, yeah, <laughs> it's really messed up, but it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just watch. Basically. <laughs> so let's jump in with our episode four and our newest song title, since they were all song titles this season. Yes. Bizarre Love Triangle. As Julian's old friend relentlessly hunts Tom, she teams up with the neighbor to try and save him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm? Yeah. So we open with the flashback to Jillian's childhood where we see the floor in her room covered with pictures of her drawings of Pretzel Jack and a young Jillian drawing another one. Later, her mother comes in and tells her to go to bed, but she says she doesn't feel good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting when she's yeah. like, well, what, what doesn't feel good? Yeah. I miss dad. Yeah, it's not the same. And no. And mama is not having any of that. She turns off the light and Jillian gets in bed and we see the lights flicker. Yeah, that kid fell asleep fast is all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know if she fell uh, asleep that fast or (laughs) if she was just stewing and with her eyes closed. Yeah, I've never known a child to just crawl into bed and fall asleep. Right? Even when you're picking them up because they fell asleep on the couch. They're not going to be asleep when they hit the bed. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Jillian sits up and sees the door in her closet. She gets out of bed and goes to it and opens it. And, of course, Pretzel Jack makes his grand entrance. Boy, was that weird. Yeah, which kind of freaks a young Jillian out until he gets down on her level. Yeah, and then she was, like, totally fine. Dude, something just came out of your closet. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care if you're a kid. You should be like, what the hell is happening? Right, because, of course, when he does some of his contortions, it makes her laugh. You're pretty demented there, young Jillian. Yeah, I guess she was totally cool with all the weird stuff because they, yeah, hug and, okay, great. Yep. Uh. And so they follow each other in a circle, and when they stop, we have Pretzel Jack doing his over-the-head arms over Jillian. Oh, God, that's so painful. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know it's not, but... Ugh, the sound effects. Yeah. Never watch this show with headphones on. No. <laughs> God, it was, seriously, that's what got me, because I'm like, oh, oh, God. Yeah. You know, so it's the sound effects crew. Good job. <laughs> Absolutely. Great job on sound effects. So we flash back to the present, and we are right where we left off with adult Jillian still being hugged by Pretzel Jack. The hug ends, and each of them take a few steps back, and then Pretzel walks over to the wall and lays down next to the original Jack. Yeah. (laughs) Great. And so Jillian and Ian leave the room and close the door behind them. And when they get upstairs, Ian tells Jillian that she tamed Pretzel Jack. Yeah, I don't think so. No, no. That was a, a temporary appeasement. Right? Yeah, he's just calm right now. Right. Because, of course, Jillian asked if Pretzel Jack could be invited to dinner. And you go, I don't want that weird-looking thing up here. No! (laughs) I'm not sitting down to eat with that thing staring at me. He tried to kill me. I think I'll pass. Yeah. And, of course, Ian informs her that she needs more training, but anything is possible. Uh, is it, though? Is it? Yeah, I'm thinking not. And then he mentions about uncreating him, too. It's like, right? what? And Jillian kind of looked at him funny. Yeah, if she can learn to control him, then there's no reason to get rid of him. Right. And why would you really want that type of security blanket around? I, I wouldn't. No, I can hear Abel's words now. So, of course... Jillian happens to notice the front door open and sees Sarah and Tom in the front yard. They and were kind of like arguing. So you think that Jillian would be cool. Like what's going on? Seeing those two not talking calmly. Right. 
or in an embrace or something like right. that. But no, <laughs> happen. No, 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 no. Lights start a flickering. Yeah, basically, she just looked at Sarah and got ticked. Yeah. It's like Jesus. Do you not remember what's in your basement? Yeah, because of course Jack wakes up and comes racing out of that hole. Yeah. Now, of course, Jillian and Ian. It finally clicks at them that, oh, crap, he's up and he's charging up the stairs. So they run to the door to try to keep him from escaping and finally get the door locked. But that's Yeah, I'm not, sure that'll keep him out yeah, no, or in or whatever. No, 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 no. Just because you locked him to the basement, not in his room. So they hear a loud noise. And, of course, Jack has escaped through the basement. Yep, right out the window. Yeah, of course, Sarah dials 911, but drops her phone when Jack cuts her leg. Piece of that glass. You know what? Sorry, Jillian, that is 100% you. And you're watching it happen. Right. So, of course, the chase is on as Tom and Sarah head behind the house and into the woods. And we see Jack chasing after them, and shortly thereafter, Jillian and Ian. And within about two and a half, three minutes, our favorite unfavorite detectives also arrive. <laughs> yeah. And they but, followed the trail. And in this time, we also find that that's not Tom's kid. No. That's what Sarah came over to tell him. Yeah. And had Jillian been calm enough, they could have found this out and everything would have been done. Yep. But no. Not at all. Now, I and, really want to know who the hell leaves. An empty school unlocked. Right? I was wondering that, too. But I mean, this before, is a high school. Yeah. And it seemed like there was a bunch of construction going on. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. But as we have everybody chasing everyone else, you also have Jillian's dad show up and is pounding on the door. Right. Nobody's home. Yeah. But he's become, all of a sudden, somebody like, I have to talk to you. I have to talk to you. You haven't talked to her in how long? Right. So what's going on? What is going on exactly? Yeah, this is something's not adding up. No. <laughs> and like at this point, I'm like, okay, wait a second. So we see her dad and he's all kind of frantic. Ian and Jillian have this power. We know that Jillian's dad had another family. And I'm starting to think, could they be related? That's a very strong possibility. And and like, this is, because what are the chances, right? Right. And so I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, absolutely so, weird. I don't know if this is or not, but this is really strange to me. Yeah. And of course, Jack makes it into the school and quickly locates Tom and Sarah because Twinkle Toes Tom kicks a piece of metal. <laughs> Can I say, like that area they were in, which looked like a gym? But it looked like there was a bunch of construction, because why was there dirt everywhere yeah. on the way to the gym? Right. Yeah, that Yeah, that seemed like more of a workout facility. But yeah, I don't know why they, I guess they were just building it, maybe. I don't know. But they're going to have the machines in there? Yeah, the weight benches and everything. Yeah, that didn't make sense, unless they were yeah. renovating it and didn't oh, maybe. take everything out. Maybe it's like a why. Yeah, no, it could be. That's why it's unlocked. But then I'm thinking, wouldn't there be other people somewhere? Yeah. Well, of course, Tom thinks quick and grabs a ball. Looks like 
probably a volleyball, but why would a volleyball be down in a weight room? That's what I'm saying. It was weird. It was like an equipment room or something. Who knows? Right. Maybe they just stored all the crap down there while they're moving stuff, but it didn't look that way. No. And of course, that distracts Jack. So they get out of that room and into another where Tom stops and wraps Sarah's leg and tells her he's going for help. Oh, yeah, sure. Leave me with the weird thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> we don't know who it's after at this particular moment. No. We just know Jillian's pissed at both of us. Right. I mean, obviously, Sarah doesn't know this. What's the what? But still, right. at this point, it's like, what if he's not after Tom right now? Exactly. You're like, you stay here. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Jack corners Tom in the indoor pool, grabs him, and let's go for a swim. Yeah. Okay. And of course, Ian and Jillian are looking for him. They get to the school or whatever. We're going to say it's a school. Yeah. And they go the wrong way. They go up instead of down. Yeah. And they're in a gi- in like a gym, basketball court, and they get to watch through the glass to see what's happening. This is like, okay. And instead of running to maybe try to get down there, they're just going to stare and hit the glass. What are you going to do? Yeah. So Ian tells Jillian that she has to channel all her emotions into her hands as he grabs her hands. He's kind of creepy. Yeah. Ian, that is. Yeah. He tells her to hold him in her hands and Pretzel Jack drags Tom to the bottom of the pool. Yeah, this will be quick and easy, I'm sure. Yeah. Jillian looks at the pool and there is absolutely no movement, no bubbles, no nothing. And is about to get completely panicked, and Ian tells her to let him go. I was wondering who he meant. Yeah, me too. But Pretzel Jack lets go of Tom, and he makes it to the back to the surface and to the edge of the pool. And then Ian tells her that she needs to think about Crush. It should kill Pretzel Jack, but it's going to hurt for a minute like you're being crushed. But don't stop. Yeah. But let me help you. Yeah. And in the pool, we see Pretzel Jack explode. And pieces floating off. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Go ahead and explain that one when the cops get there. Exactly. (laughs) And we see a little blood coming out of Jillian's ear. And of course, the two of them fall to the floor and the lights stop flickering. Yeah. And then Sarah ends up making her way up there. She wasn't hiding, I guess, too long. And she's helping Tom get up as she's limping because she got stabbed in the leg. Right. But it was interesting, too, because Tom looks up at Jillian and he just looks super pissed right now. Right. And, like, Jillian couldn't respond, obviously, because she's not there. She's up in a different area. Right. But she didn't look really torn up about everything. No, not really. I mean, I think she was more in shock that. Sarah was helping him up, I guess. I don't know. It it was it was odd. That was for sure. I was expecting to see the lights flicker again and Jack just... <laughs> come back together? Yeah, come back together and here we go again. Right. But Jillian doesn't even think she's the one who did this. She thinks that it was like Ian. Right. And when Ian's like, well, I helped. I reached through you. That doesn't sound creepy at all, dude. No, not at all. And so the gang gathers at the hospital as Sarah is being hooked up to an IV. 
This can go all kinds of wrong. Oh, God. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, there's too many blank walls. Yeah. <laughs> and Sarah asks Jillian to help with her gown as it's tied wrong in the back. And Jillian says she would rather get the nurse. Yeah, I think it's just a ploy for Sarah to talk to her for a sec, of course. Yeah, because, of course, she asked the guys to give them a minute, and Ian and Tom leave the room. And, yeah, I was not thinking this was going to go well either for uh, Sarah. Yeah, I was worried for her. Yeah, I was afraid she was going to end up like Edie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we never knew what happened to Edie. That was still a question. Maybe she is Edie. Yeah. (laughs) Edie had a kid. There you go. So Sarah asks Jillian if she knows who she is, and of course Jillian tells her that she's the woman her husband had a kid with. And Sarah says, mm, not so much. And Jillian goes, what you talking about? But Yeah, I love it. She's like, that's why I came over to tell him. Yeah. That you feel like an ass, don't you? Yeah. So we cut to the hallway where Tom looks at Ian, and he smirks, and Tom just walks off. God, Ian. Yeah. Jillian asks... Sarah, if it was his, and Sarah replies with, no, he just wanted it to be. And, of course, Jillian says, well, he thought it was his, but he didn't tell her. I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, I get it that she was mad because he thought he had a kid. Right. But now you both know it's not his kid. Right. So I guess you're going to tell me. Yeah. That's the whole thing was he didn't tell me, and so I can't trust him. But you Trust a weird guy from next door. Right. That you talked to like four times. But we have Tom end up back in the room with Sarah after Jillian had left. And because he went to go get coffee, I guess. Right. And I'm like, wait a second. How how do you not see each other? How is everybody passing each other in the hall? Right. Like, what the hell? Because before this, Jillian's like, I still love him. And I don't know what to do. Which is weird that you're confiding with a woman that your husband had some sexy time with right but sarah's yeah, like I mean, i've been married for 15 who years she decides to talk to is weird right yeah very much so she can't talk to tom but she can talk to ian and sarah right okay yeah when so, sarah's like i've been married for 15 years and you believe what you want and you can decide what what to have or what not to have and trust can be rebuilt yep or you or it can't, yeah. but that's all up to you. Yeah, it is. So Jillian goes out in the hall and asks where Tom is, and Ian says, I don't know. Well, I need to get out of here, so can you give me a ride? Yeah, really. Okay, you just talked to this woman about trust and rebuilding, and you're like, I have to leave. I'm going to go with this guy instead. Okay. Yeah. So, of course, Tom does come in with the coffees and asks Sarah where Jillian is, and, well, she left. And my husband's on the way, so you need to hit the pavement, Jack. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to Jillian and Ian on the ride home. And Jillian asks Ian to pull over. They get out of the truck. What is this? In the middle of a highway. (laughs) Good thing nobody's around. Yeah, because there's a huge sign over the highway of Jillian's dad. Great. I thought it was really interesting that Ian makes the comment about this housing development that is being advertised on the sign as a ghost town. And you kind of. Right. I was just thinking, okay, like money fell through. Nobody's buying. The market crashed. What's going on? 
or did you do something mm. to turn it into a ghost town? Interesting. Uh, yeah. So back in the truck, Jillian tells Ian that she wants to be able to control Jack, and she's willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah, great. Yeah. But I can't go home yet, and Ian tells her that he knows of a place. This just got creepy. Like, this became, like, super stalkery right now. Oh, absolutely it did. Of course, Tom's trying to make his way out of the hospital when the detectives show up. Of course. Better late than never. Yeah. And, of course, they ask him what happened in the pool, and <laughs> Tom tells him, I don't have a clue. You seen the same thing I did. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And then they ask him if his wife could have hired someone to kill him. And he gives them the look. Are you freaking kidding me? I thought that was interesting, though. That yes. That's where they're going. Because, yeah, he's had his life almost ended multiple times now. Yeah. He just kind of spreads his hands out. Like, what do you want me to say? Right. Like, I don't know. What? Yeah. You're the detective. You figure it out. So we go back to Ian and Jillian, and they arrive at a house, and Ian informs her that it's his parents' summer home, but he hasn't been there in a while. And I thought it was real curious that he also mentions that he just hasn't been able to bring himself to sell it. It's like, now wait a minute, how would you have ownership if this was your parents' summer house? Unless your parent isn't alive. See, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Probably because the next thing, because Jillian gets out and she's looking at the house kind of funny, saying it feels familiar, but then she gets sick and throws up. Right. She's like getting dizzy. And immediately I'm like, is she pregnant? Is it some weird other door now? You know, it's like now she's pregnant. I didn't know what was happening. And they sit by the fire. And of course, Jillian tells him she doesn't feel whole. And Ian informs her that, yeah, part of her died when she exploded Jack. Well, thanks for telling me that. Yeah, this is not good. You don't want to have anything to do with this stuff if it's going to... Hurt you like this. Yeah, basically turn you into a unemotional zombie or whatever. Right. You don't want nothing but, to do with this. But then he's like, you need some rest. So he goes and puts her on a couch. Do you not have bedrooms in this place? Right. More than one. Okay. I just thought that was kind of weird. Like, why wouldn't you... What do you have in those rooms that you don't want her to see? That's what I'm thinking all of a sudden. Exactly. Like, what kind of creepy thing is happening up in the bedroom? Yeah. And as soon as he gets her situated and goes back into the main room, he hears Jillian's phone going off. And helps himself to dig into her purse to see that there are several messages from her dad. Yeah, that was interesting because he seemed kind of pissed. Yeah, he did not like this. No. Which gives more credence to your earlier theory about maybe they be related. Yeah, because it gets stranger. Because now suddenly, daddy is blowing up tom's phone right and we see right so tom didn't get the calls but he listens to the message and it's like i really need to talk to her about her family this is where i am can you tell her where i am it's like huh right okay 
And so we see uh, Tom pull up to the Mill Road Inn. Well, not yet. There's a knock on the door first. And and the dad answers because it's at the hotel. Or thinking that it's Jillian. And what has been my pet peeve? With every one of these, does nobody have a way to look through the freaking door? Right. Do you not have, yeah, do you not have a window? Do you not have a little peephole? Nobody ever looks through these damn doors before they open them. Right. You deserve what you get. Yep. And it's not Jillian, it's Ian. And this is where he floors us all. Yeah. Not the kid you were expecting, huh, Dad? What? (laughs) Yeah, and like he's going back and forth. He's like, that's your sister. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. What is he doing? Is this getting like super creepy, like fatal attraction? What's happening? And it's like the dad is provoking him. So I'm guessing dad doesn't know what's going on. No, I don't. I think it's just the other way, because as as they're arguing and Ian starts to spaz out, (laughs) dad's telling him to open his eyes. That's right. That's right. I think he knew exactly what was going on and was going to tell Jillian that as well. But not going to happen because Ian's creation appears and runs his fingers right through his eye sockets. Yes. Tall boy is taking out dad. Yeah. And it's weird because they go in the bathroom and apparently he had thrown his dad's body in the bathtub. Yep. And Tallboy seems upset, like he didn't want to kill. Yep. I mean, that's how it, it felt to me. And then, you know, Ian has to hug him, and it's like, okay. We got to clean up. It's fine. Yeah. And then Tom arrives and sees Ian putting a suitcase in his truck. Right. Just in time. And, of yeah. course, when, when Ian leaves, he goes, knocks on the door. Nobody's answering, so he breaks in the room. And the bed is totally stripped. Yep. There's no shower curtain. The door is gone. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. And I'm like, he can uncreate the doors. Yeah. Okay. That's not something he has told Jillian about. Nope. So I thought that was interesting. That is nowhere to be found. Right. And then we weirdly see this binging. Like Ian is goes through a drive-thru and he's like, binge eating like there's no tomorrow right i mean yeah uh, he's putting hamburgers on the dashboard of his truck and just going to town and like shoving them in i'm like dude you're gonna choke yeah <laughs> chew your food yeah but please, no, oh my god choke please choke right but i mean just shoving these burgers in and i was like oh okay i'm not gonna make it through this scene no and it was all of like 15 seconds but it's like oh god this is too much Yeah, he's found that apparently he needs to repower after creating. And destroying. Yeah. The next morning, Jillian wakes up and Ian brings in a cup of tea that he made especially for her and tells her she needs to regain her strength. Of course, he sits down right almost on top of her and then he leans in. Yeah, they kiss. And they kiss. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) that's your sister. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like, uh, it's like Game of Thrones all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Or at least he wants it to be. It appears to be that way, which makes Ian that much more, you know, he was creepy enough to begin with, but this took it to a whole yeah, new level. It did. It did. Ugh. Well, what did you guys think about this episode? Because, you know, I you can already tell I'm creeped out. Yeah. So what did you guys think? Let us know. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y talk at fangirlzone.com. Or you can go over to the website, www.fangirlzone.com. You can check out our contact page, which it has, which has, <laughs> I'm all, I'm still all apparently in the Halloween mood, which is everything where you can get us on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and uh, YouTube. I'm like, where are we? We're everywhere our emails and we'd love to hear from you guys and find out, you know, what you guys think about the shows and, and everything. And what do you hope, which creepy pasta do you hope they do next? That's right. a really good one. Yeah. And while you're doing all that, if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show. My God, make them watch them. Yeah. This this is like the best time because now it's over. They can binge. They can watch all four seasons. Yeah. Uh, we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. So for this creepy episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. I made it just for you. And until next time. <laughs>